Hey, how y'all doing? It is Amanda, and you are back with Lessons from the Fire podcast. I am so excited to share with you guys some awesome information today about conquering fear and anxiety, and maybe talk a little bit about depression as well. So, welcome, and let's get started. Um, a few months ago, I had a vision at a friend's house, and uh, they were having a house church, and we were discussing fear. And so, while we were discussing our fears and our worries, I saw a vision of myself with blonde hair. And I was a little kid, and I was stomping around in front of God's throne. I was mad, and I was yelling, I was flailing my hands all around, and I was really just kind of being a brat and demanding answers from God. I had been pretty ticked off with God um, during that point. I'd been having a really, really rough time mentally, and during what should have been a vacation, and also during a time where I thought I'd really gained some ground in my recovery. So I kept blaming God for keeping me stuck in, you know, this repetitive pattern of anxiety, and I really believed that He could free me if He wanted to, and He could take it off me at any moment, so I was just really upset and wondering why He hadn't. And through this vision, the Lord showed me that he had given me ample amounts of time over the past couple of years to learn to trust him, to ask questions, and even some grace to throw fits over my struggle with anxiety. But now, I was acting like a little child. (laughs) And honestly, a child who knew better. Um, A child who quote-unquote, knew how to ride the bicycle of recovery, but kept demanding her father put the training wheels back on when she fell off. That didn't feel very good to hear that. So, he showed me, and what I really want to share with you guys today is, anxiety recovery is a two-person job. You and I have a role to play. And it ain't blaming God. (laughs) God has power and sovereignty over everything in this world. But he is a loving God and he's never going to override our free will and force us to believe his word. And that's why I kept getting stuck and it's probably why some of you out there keep getting stuck too. We can make strides forward and then end up two steps back and it's because we refuse to believe the truth. Hey guys, Amanda here. Um, I would absolutely love it if you guys would leave me a five-star review after you listen to this podcast. I would love it if you guys would share this with a friend who's in need and needs to hear this truth. This podcast is for you, and so I just would really appreciate any encouragement and feedback and reviews that can get this podcast into the hands of more people and help set more people free. So the thing we have to learn is the key to overcoming anxiety is submitting to truth. God's truth. The truth about himself, the truth about how he sees you, the truth that we are not slaves to our emotions or our thoughts. 
<laughs> I got really excited about that. Um, on a practical level, the best way to understand this is there are two layers to anxiety disorders and depression and all that sort of stuff. There are the underlying factors, which are negative thinking, apprehensive behaviors, and situations that trigger those behaviors and thoughts. And then there are the consequences, the sensations and symptoms of chronic stress that show up like hyperstimulation, which can be obsessive thinking, constant fatigue, headaches, weight loss, all kinds of body pain, dizziness, the list goes on. And in addition to that, what you also need to understand are the two levels of recovery. And the first level of recovery looks like becoming unafraid of the symptoms and the experience of anxiety. Anxiety symptoms are symptoms of stress. They are symptoms of negative feelings. They are heart palpitations, nervousness, apprehensive behaviors. And so this can kind of show up in your life. Like if you think uh, pessimistically all the time, you will feel that weight in your body. If you think angrily all the time, you're going to feel knots in your stomach. I mean, if you're thinking apprehensively and if you're afraid of everything, you're going to feel panic based on how you look at situations. So the first thing we have to do to walk in the process of recovery is understand that our thoughts and emotions do not control us. Just because a situation appears scary or your anxiety... Good Lord, I can't talk today. Or your anxiety symptoms make you feel like you're going to die. It doesn't mean you actually will. We have to learn to not freak out over every uncomfortable thought and emotion and play into the hands of fear every single time. And for me, you know, I had to learn that I was safe with myself and even safe with my own thoughts. And I had to learn that I wasn't going crazy and that there was nothing wrong with me, even though I was having some really dark, really scary thoughts. But as I began to believe that they were just thoughts and they were just symptoms of fear, my symptoms of stress alleviated. Most of them did. You know, the obsessive thoughts are one of the hardest things to lose. And so that, I think, is really important for you guys to understand. Is Some symptoms of stress and anxiety will take longer than others um, to be alleviated. But the place where I tended to fail, and maybe some of you will really struggle with, is you make headway. You know, you start to believe you don't have to worry about your symptoms of stress. You start, you know, to really, you know, look fear in the face and stand up to it. But then maybe you drink too much caffeine. Maybe you don't sleep well. You know, and your thoughts are spinning like crazy. You know, that's the place where I would tend to totally forget about my recovery strategies, to totally forget about ignoring my symptoms, not letting my emotions control me, and not worrying about them all having an underlying meaning. On another podcast, we will talk about the do's and don'ts of anxiety recovery because things like drinking too much caffeine, not sleeping enough, drinking too much alcohol, and um, I guess different circumstances in your life that stress you out, those can all lead to impacting your anxiety recovery and your mental health recovery. And while you're learning to retrain your mind, you can be thinking you're doing everything right and not realizing there's little adjustments in your life you have to make that are really going to help you alleviate your symptoms. 
And so when we're in the process of learning about retraining our mind and learning about the body and learning about all of the things that play into anxiety recovery, the process of retraining your mind, um, spiritually speaking, is what the Bible calls renewing your mind. So when we're submitting to God, i.e. submitting to truth instead of fear, this process, this new way of thinking and perspective is what ultimately will set us free. It is a spiritual process and it is a mental process. I spent a lot of time thinking, you know, I'm living the right kind of life. I'm doing the right kind of things. Why am I not free yet? You know, I could not get myself out of the pit because even though I thought I was saying the right things to myself, even though I thought I was quoting scripture enough, I was not really walking in truth because I didn't believe I wasn't crazy. I didn't fully believe God loved me, and I didn't fully believe I was free. You know, I would hear worship music that talked about people being free in Christ and then think to myself, what a joke. You know, if that's true, then why am I not free? You know, I couldn't, I just couldn't stop obsessing over my negative thoughts and symptoms and let my body calm down long enough from being hyperstimulated so then I can experience freedom. And I think if you start evaluating your thought life and evaluating your response, there's going to be some key things that will point to you that maybe you're acting more apprehensively or more negatively to your thoughts or you have a negative worldview more than you ever even realized. And that is extremely important. Because if you're not even aware of the way that you think, or if you're sugarcoating it to yourself, that is really going to hold you back from recovery. And an analogy that I I guess I could use, and I hope that this makes sense, um, the best way that I can really describe this kind of process is kind of like you're sitting in a jail cell, and Satan is sitting beside you. The door's wide open. You know, Jesus is standing outside, and then Satan is over there whispering, you aren't free. You can't walk through that door. You're going to end up right back in here in no time. If Jesus wanted you free, he would walk in here and take you out. He wouldn't leave you in here scared and alone. This is where you belong. This is who you are. But all the while, Jesus is standing outside saying, stand up, walk out. I have already freed you. You do not have to stay, but I will not force you to leave. Hallelujah. (laughs) So I want to use that analogy to help you understand that you are not a slave to fear You're not a slave to your thoughts. You're not a slave to your symptoms of anxiety or your emotions. And so we have to fully agree with and live in the fact that when Jesus died on the cross, he set us free from sin and death. He completely freed us from shame and fear. Those things have zero power over us unless we allow them to. Luke's gospel in chapter 10, 
Jesus tells his disciples, I have given you authority to trample on snakes, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing at all will harm you. So we have to believe that and remember that truth when lies come against us. When situations make us feel stupid or incompetent or there's a situation where it's uncertain and we don't know what's going to happen. We have to remember and believe we have power and love and a sound mind through Christ. And ultimately, it comes down to making a choice. The most important step of recovery from poor mental health is deciding who will we believe? Fear or our father? And um, just for clarification's sake, I know I mentioned level one of anxiety recovery a little bit earlier. So I need to dive into level two just a little bit deeper. Um, this is where you address your unhealthy beliefs and where you also address the trauma that may have led you to the lies that you believe. I kind of already touched on this a little bit, but right underneath the importance of not fearing your symptoms and learning to trust God is addressing what led you to not trust yourself and God in the first place. You know, it's common that people who grow up in homes where their parents are absent, um, controlling, perfectionistic, or abusive will end up with some sort of mental issues. Years 1 through 10 are the most important years in regards to forming a worldview and perceptions of the way life works. So if you grow up around people who are always afraid, always negative, always hateful, chances are you will be that way too. It literally has nothing to do with genetics. Nothing. It has to do with the influence of your God-given family. The Bible says um, the power of life and death are in the tongue. And we can see this to be true because generation after generation of families will walk in bitterness and anger and anxiety. And we know that what we speak matters. It matters how you speak to yourself and it matters how others speak to you. You know, think about it this way. Like if you're a kid and all you hear the first 15 years of your life is you can't do anything right. You're too slow. You're not good enough. Don't do that. You'll screw it up. Don't touch that. Get over there. Wash your hands or you'll get bacteria and die. I mean, hello. You will think poorly of yourself and you will be freaked out about every potential threatening situation in your life. Someone that young knows no different. If that is what you're taught, that is what you will believe. It has nothing to do with genetics. So, But also you need to understand this. It may not be your fault that you have a mental problem. More than likely, it is the result of things that happened to you, the way people spoke to you, and the lack of proper teaching and learning how to deal with difficult life circumstances. However, it is 100% your and my responsibility to get help. And to learn proper coping methods so we can get free from the lies and free from all the garbage of our past and free from all the trauma that is trying to hold us hostage. By working through your underlying issues that created an anxiety disorder or brought you into depression and learning not to fear symptoms of anxiety or dwell on symptoms of depression in time, 
you will gain the freedom Jesus offered you. And with that, we are going to get to my favorite part. Mm -mm, It's my favorite part. It's the gospel about Jesus. (laughs) I don't know if you ever heard somebody sing the gospel before, but I just did. So, I want to end this show by telling you about the God of the universe, the most amazing person ever in the history of the world, and that is Jesus. Jesus is the creator of the universe. He created you, and he created me, and he is a wonderful, wonderful, loving father, and unfortunately, we are not wonderful, loving people. We like to do our own thing, and we like to go our own way, and that is what sin is, and that is why Jesus had to come to earth in human flesh and die on the cross. Because no human ever in the history of the world outside of Jesus could ever live life perfectly. Perfectly. And that's the requirement. God is holy and he's pure and he's perfect. And to be in his presence, you have to be holy and pure. He cannot stand evil. Praise God for that. So... He knew that we could never be perfect. He knew we could never meet the standard that he set. So what does he do? What does this man do? Instead of letting us die in our rebellion and die in our lack of giving a crap about his laws, he came to earth. He died in our place. He nailed our sins to the cross and rose from the dead. Hallelujah. I've got to stop doing the hallelujahs. (laughs) So, that is the beautiful, beautiful truth I want to share with you today. Jesus created you. He loves you. He knows you're a sinner. And that does not define you unless you let it. Turn to him today. Repent. Leave that sin in the past. And let your Father free you from all your shame, all your guilt, all your sorrow. Um, If you have any questions about that, if you have any questions about other things I spoke about on this podcast today, shoot me an email at Miss, M-I-S-S, Amanda K, the letter K, uh, 44, Miss Amanda K, 44, at gmail.com. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. I really hope you enjoyed Lessons from the Fire podcast, and we will see you next time.